Welcome to the Sodak Chronicles with Barb and Ron. We have been working together for nearly 30 years. Along the way, we encountered many learning experiences, which have led to some interesting stories. Hopefully, you'll find this episode of the Sodak Chronicles entertaining, informative, and helpful. So, get a snack, sit back, and get comfortable. Welcome to this episode of Sodak Solutions Podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about what Sodak Solutions is and how it came to be. So one of the first questions maybe that uh, the listener might be thinking about is, when did you want to become a consultant? Because when I was growing up, I never wanted to become a consultant. I don't know about you, Barb. but No, I, that was definitely not one of my top items on my list of to-do things. Yeah, I think you were going to be a veterinarian at one point in time, and I wanted to stay on the farm, but yep. neither one of those worked out. So I think, you know, probably just to give you, the audience, a little bit of what our journey here has been and why we're here with Sodak Solutions and what we can provide for our customers. So Barb and I have worked together for 25 years, and we had a little bit of experience before that. I graduated college in 1986 with a Ph.D. in inorganic chemistry from Iowa State, I graduated from SDSU with a degree in microbiology at the same time Ron did. Hopefully you're not doing math, figuring out how old we really are. <laughs> so I'm the older one of the bunch. The um, I ended up uh, at uh, South Dakota State in 1988 because they had a new PhD program. And that PhD program gave me the opportunity to do some research. It also came with the problem of being a small school that didn't have a really rich tradition of research. So we started to look down the entrepreneurial pathway, and I formed my first company, Photobiomed, in 1993, and started to operate that. I joined into that company in 99. Um, Before that, I had done some work in several different animal vaccine companies, both in the R&D end and in the quality control end. I also brought along a little more industry experience. Um, I had done quite a bit of work in a human diagnostic laboratory. Um, So I brought that into the mix. I think that was probably the two items that came together and made us successful. We had the, you know, I hate to say it, but the academics don't really value some of the things that go into making a product. So bringing Barb on board really opened my eyes to what we needed to do. And we started to really flourish at that point in time. Mm -hmm. I looked at things kind of from the opposite end that Ron looked at things, or some of the other people in our group looked at things. I looked at it more from how can what we're doing help people? And I wanted to have fun and play. No, not really. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted a product. But to me, it was all about the science and not about finally gelling that science into a product. So we worked on a number of items. But I think our biggest success started maybe in about the 2005 or 2006 time frame when we met a couple of gentlemen uh, from Boston Scientific that were willing to take an idea that we had and start 
down the true market development pathway. We started down that pathway with those two on a product that we had for the treatment of peripheral arterial disease. So when we started down this pathway, we had an idea. We knew that the compound that we brought to the table had certain effects on tissue. But we didn't know if it was going to work in the artery. We didn't know how we were going to get it to the artery. We didn't know how it was going to be activated in the artery. We had a list of things that we didn't know. And there, Barb came to the rescue. (laughs) Well, and being that this was truly a novel compound, and um, so there were. There were a lot of challenges on how to get this solution into the artery wall. Um, how is it going to penetrate? I could take arteries, put them on the bench top. Um, at that time, we got a lot of our tissue samples from John Morrell's. Um, it's now Smithfield. Um, they were very um, gracious in giving us the tissue that we needed. They looked at it as a way to give back to the area, to the community, and to um, for it to be beneficial to mankind. Um, so anyway, so I had ample supply of arteries, different tissue parts, different things like that, um, all swine. And so I could take an artery on the bench, it's easy. You cut it open, you just dribble the solution on it. It penetrates in really easy to see whether you get, you know, whether you're um, delivering that compound to the tissue or not. Well, when it comes to a whole artery that you haven't cut open, you have to figure out a way to get it there. So anyway, step by step, you start out from there, you move on, um, and eventually you end up in a live animal after you've done extensive benchtop work to prove that you can actually, your delivery method is working, that the compound is doing what you think it is, that you've been able to activate it. Um, and all along each step, we had to develop the delivery method. We had to develop the activation method. We had to develop how to come up with a different type of treatment. How do you get it to where you need it to be? Um, I'm just going to interrupt a bit here because I think Barb is saying, oh, we had to develop this. We had to develop that. And it's really not as simple as a one-sentence statement. For example, we have light activation as part of our technology. We in the early days had light sources that were bolted together. They were very crude. The Really, the technology to put that light source as we needed it on the bench was just barely there. We've seen the that technology evolve in five years. We went from stuff that barely worked to something that we could purchase for a reasonable price that worked You plugged it in, you turned it on. There was no alignment. But before we did that, there was nothing that existed to do that. And that just seems like such a minor thing. How do you get light there? But when you come to actually doing it, it becomes very difficult. How do you get the drug there? Like Barb said, if you have an artery that's just outside, it's called ex vivo. Yeah, you can just fill it up. Life's easy. Now think about an artery that's in a living animal or human, which is where we want to be. You've got that challenge of the blood flow, trying to sweep your drug away 
And how do you do that? There was nothing on the market that satisfied our needs. We had to have the innovation of taking that benchtop experience and saying, how do we translate that into a living animal? And then, who do we get to make those? Right. We had to um, design catheters. Ron and I worked pretty well in this area. I would come up with different ideas as to what the catheter needed. He would help me to design it. Then we were able to take it. And when I say design it, I'm not talking in any type of engineering designing. Um, We definitely were not to that level. But we could make different balloon catheters that would work well enough to be a prototype that we could take to a manufacturer and they would be able to work with us and design a catheter like we needed. Um, One of the other major challenges was getting the light there, like Ron was talking about with the laser. Okay, um, our light source or our laser, when we first started out, it took a small room to set up the laser. And, you know, we're little. We don't have the money to have a nice fancy table that is air controlled and doesn't jiggle and doesn't bounce when people walk into the rooms. And so there were days when it would take me three-fourths of the day to get the laser lined Mm -hmm. up. And then somebody would slam a door and I would start over again. Guilty as charged, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that, you know, really, there's two points to really bring home from this. The first is cocktail napkins have a place. And that might actually be a legal sheet. It may be a blank sheet of paper. But the drawings that we had really then would go to the second point we need to draw out, and that's a good partner. We could go to a few of the catheter manufacturers and say, look at this. This is the coolest thing. Can you make this? And they'd say, yes. And what durometer of plastic do you want? And that's where we would look at each other and go, don't know. (laughs) And because we had a good partner, we could work with them. And one of the things we've found over the years is Barb is very much visual and observational. I'm much more mathematical. And so I was able to eventually take a lot of these concepts and put the math behind them, which would then bridge us to the engineering staff at the manufacturers. It worked well for us. And we had Very nice product coming out. As we've worked together for 25 years, we found ourselves wanting to found a company, a consulting group, that would be able to help people that were in that position that we were in 25 years ago. The young entrepreneurs, great ideas, but seemingly an insurmountable mountain of things to do before they could actually see that invention manifest itself as a product. So we really believe in some core values that we'd like to share with you. And the first one is that honesty and integrity need to be first and foremost. As we've gone down this pathway, we've noted that we've worked with a lot of people. And the people that really were able to move the product forward were honest. They did not try to oversell. They did not try to overpromise. And that's something that we want to bring forward to nurture in our clients. One of the other things that 
we found with different consultants over the years that were very important, and it's something that we definitely want to stress to people, is that we are willing to listen to you and listen to your values. We're going to respect your science and not try to come in and just overrun what you're doing. Um, we have worked with consultants that have been fantastic in the past, and unfortunately we have worked with quite a few consultants that think that they know way more about our product than we do. And it doesn't work that way. It has to be a partnership between the consultants and the inventor, um, the scientists, the science behind the product in order for it to be successful. You have to be able to create that partnership and respect everyone around the circle. And I think the other thing that we've found that's very variable between the consultants we've worked with is the quality of work, the time that they've put into it. So along that same line, we want to be, we will be very committed to this project, but we also want the clients to be committed to this project. Um, if they do not share the same strong commitments that we do, then things are not going to work out well for either side. We also want to make sure that our clients truly have a product that has a verified need. We have seen too many times that somebody will come up with a great idea, but it's already on the market, or there are reasons it can't be patented, or there are just technical reasons that will make it too expensive or too difficult for the end user. And we want to make sure that the product that you bring to us and that we can help you on will meet all the requirements of being an effective and marketed successful product. And also one of the things is we will come out and we will actually be very candid with you and tell you whether your business idea is going to be viable or not. Um, we are not going to just string you along and take your money like some consulting companies have a tendency to do. Um, on the flip side of that, the client needs to remember why they hired a consultant. Did you hire a consultant because you wanted somebody to pat you on the back and tell you, yay, you're doing a fantastic job and this is going to be the greatest thing since sliced bread? Or do you want your consultant to be honest with you and tell you that, well, you know, there are definitely some holes here. You have potentially, you have a good idea, but these holes need to be filled and you need to do this, this, and this. Or come out and tell you and say, you know what? There's already a lot of knives out there that can slice bread. So not so sure that this is really something that's going to be a benefit to society. I think knowing what I know now, I would want to know what, how successful we'd be in 12 months. In reality, the excitement that I got in those early days of discovery and application was probably the most fun I've ever had, and that's important to me. I think that after we successfully got into human trials, went through that, I probably would have gone out on my own and been a consultant or gone out in a group and been a consultant so we could do that. As we kind of grew our company, Alumend, into more of a regulated 
company that was not innovative. I really missed that innovation. Yeah, um, definitely agree with that. Capable to do the different stages, to do the innovation, to do the more regulated um, efficacy testing to make sure that we are doing the same, that we're making the same product. Um, much more interested in the creative portion of it. Um, I think that Ron and I are posed really well right now. We have got a lot of experience that we have, that we are able to compile together and help out other innovators work through some of the um, potholes that we fell in and had to claw our way back out of. Because at that point, there really wasn't anybody and there still isn't a whole lot of people or consultants that understand that truly early, early stage. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the Sodak Solutions podcast, The Sodak Chronicles. Hopefully you found this episode of The Sodak Chronicles entertaining, informative, and helpful. If you have any questions or feedback, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. You can visit our website, SodakSolutions.com, or you can email us at info at SodakSolutions.com. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss out on any of our future episodes. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Your feedback helps us to improve and to reach a wider audience.